Good evening and welcome to this Retin UK information webinar. This is one of a series of webinars we are hosting and we'll be delivering at least one on a different topic each month. Uh, we're really pleased to have with us today Alex Pitts from British Blind Sports. Alex is responsible for the development of key partnerships with stakeholders from across the sight loss and the sports sectors to achieve the greatest connectivity and widen opportunities for um, people to participate in sports. Um, who are living with Silos. Alex has worked for British Blind Sports since 2018, um, previously as their participation officer, and has gained extensive experience um, within the charity and its sports development objectives. So whilst Alex is giving her presentation this evening, we will be collecting questions. And uh, there are a couple of ways that you can, um, you can ask your questions. You can either type them in the Q&A section at the bottom of your screens. Uh, alternatively, um, you can raise your hand by pressing the Alt and Y key if you're using a Windows computer or the Option and Y if you're on a Mac computer. Um, at that point, we can then ask you to unmute your microphone and you can ask the question yourself. Uh, so please do leave your questions throughout the presentation and we will um, answer as many of them as we can at the end. If we're not able to answer your questions today, uh, we will follow up with, um, with the answer to any questions um, over the next couple of weeks. So thank you once again for joining us and without further ado, I'm delighted to welcome Alex. Um, so British Blind Sport is a, a national disability sports organisation. Um, there is about seven national disability sports organisations and they all sit under the umbrella of an organisation called the Activity Alliance and Sport England, which are um, a massive government organisation funded by the National Lottery. So each of the seven national disability sports organisations have a responsibility to work to make sport inclusive for their respective disability or impairment group. Uh, BBS is being um, supporting those with sight loss to get into sport and physical activity. So we have um, four key objectives in order to achieve our, our kind of vision of, of, of working with blind partial sighted people. Uh, initially, we want to try and promote inclusivity across the sporting community for blind and partially sighted people. Um, growing participation in sport for visually impaired people. We aim to try and develop new opportunities for sport for visually impaired people. And then finally, um, working with the workforce to enable, encourage and educate any deliverers of sport and activity as to the needs of blind and partially sighted individuals. And that's working from a kind of grassroots community level all the way up to a, a Paralympic pathway. So the likes of the IBSA World Games that's going to be coming to Birmingham in 2023 which I'm sure a lot of you have heard about and are excited about and also supporting um, with the Paralympic side and, and the inclusive side within the Commonwealth Games. So just some interesting statistics here around um, sight loss and in particularly um, physical activity for those living with sight loss as well. So you'd probably already be aware there's over 2 million people living with sight loss in England uh, we've got gender split, 39% male and 61% female. 73% uh, of people registered blind and partially sighted are, are not in paid employment. Um, there is a strong link and a correlation between sight loss and reduced well-being. So over a third of older people with sight loss are also unfortunately living with depression. 77% of blind and partially sighted people are over the age of 65 years old. We've got over 25,000 children living with sight loss. And then finally, quite a low percentage here, 
only 9% of blind and partial sighted people are physically active. Um, but fortunately for BBS, 33% of those who are inactive are wanting to take part in sport and physical activity. So for us, that percentage is, is a number of people that we can try and engage with. And actually it's looking at the barriers that are preventing them from getting involved in activity and what we can do to try and support to overcome those barriers. So just some interesting statistics again here for you and some, some information here about why we suggest that people get involved in sport and physical activity. So there's a number of benefits outside of just increased fitness and, you know, weight management. There's, there's, there's major benefits of sport and physical activity. So a few that I've listed, we've got um, activity can relieve stress. Um, it can improve mental health, mental well-being. It boosts the immune system. It can have a really positive impact on reducing social isolation and bringing people together, making new friends, getting involved in social activities and team activities within sport. Uh, sport and activity can increase your mobility and it reduces your risk of injury. Obviously, it's to have fun. I hope that if you get involved in sport and activity, you are having fun. And this is what seems to make us come back. I know that if I didn't enjoy going to the gym, I definitely wouldn't be back on a weekly basis. But for some reason, I keep going back. <laughs> it's good for motivation and confidence. Um, obviously, fitness, well-being, um, weight management. And finally, better sleep. And better sleep has loads of advantages. So, um, yeah, increasing activity levels really helps with a good night's sleep. So I'm just going to give you some information about kind of some of the projects and the activities that we do at British Blind Sport in order to promote sport and physical activity and encourage individuals to get involved in it. Um, so first and foremost, I'll have a go days. Um, these are amazing events. They've been going on now since I think, well, at least since 2016, as long as I've been at BBS. Um, and Have a Go Days are introductory multi-sport taster events, and they're set out to try and provide blind and partially sighted people a range of opportunities to try out different sports and activities. So um, what we try to do is we identify 10 locations across the UK to deliver these events. We try and make sure that these are spread out geographically. So one in each kind of regional area, at least. Um, each year, we'll make sure we're changing these around so we're not delivering in the same location. Um, BBS, obviously, we are a charity, so we have to look for local grants and funding pots to help deliver these events. So identifying those pots and, and, and putting in some strong applications to successfully get the funding. Um, we try and get around 30 individuals to attend each event. That's our kind of target. Um, we'd still deliver even if we hadn't reached this amount. And sometimes we've, we've seen that in excess of 60 plus participants attend as well. And importantly, we try to um, signpost to local opportunities. So what we don't want to do is put on a have a go day, showcase cricket and then say you've got to travel two hours to go and take part in your local cricket club. What we want to do is, is signpost to local activities, activities that we know are available and inclusive. And actually, this opportunity is just to showcase them at these have-go days. We also try and partner with local science associations, um, your local active partnerships, which are kind of count, county sports organisations, and also um, local sports deliverers and providers as well. 
we can't do these events without volunteers. So um, we, we have a big push to try and recruit external volunteers to come and support these events through various roles. Um, again, we've got a volunteer application page on our on our website as well. So if anyone's interested in supporting these events um, outside of participating, um, there's an opportunity to do that as well. So we have got some locations for 2022. Um, coming up fast is our uh, Gateshead event in Newcastle on Sunday the 13th of March. Um, so just under six weeks till that event. Um, we've got London on Sunday the 3rd of April, Kent on the 14th of May, Birmingham on Sunday the 12th of June, Exeter on Saturday the 18th of June, Swansea on Saturday the 2nd of July, Leicester on Saturday the 10th of September, we've got Liverpool happening um, back in, in October of 2022, so Saturday the 8th of October, and then York on the 11th of December, so um, a good mix of locations spread out across the year there. Um, all the links to register with those are on our website and I'll make sure I share those um, links with you at the end of this presentation. But um, we're encouraging people to register their interests to attend those events. And um, yeah, it should be a really good day with, with a variety of sports. I mean, commonly we have the likes of uh, goalball showcase, tennis, cricket, athletics, guide running, um, some fitness activities as well, a really wide range of activities that we encourage everyone to come along and, and try out on the day. Um, our sports sections, again, these have been going on for a, a, a wide number of years, longer than the have-a-go days. Um, and our sports sections are predominantly an offer exclusive for British Blind Sport members. So we are a membership body. Um, you can join British Blind Sport. Um, become a member, get a, get a free site classification as part of your membership and also take part in our sports sections. So the sections deliver over 80 events per year for our members. Um, they are kind of voluntary led by, by a committee that sits within each of those sections and we've got three sports sections currently. So acoustic shooting, archery and 10-pin bowling. Um, these sections have links with um, local clubs and deliverers and then they put on a range of different events at both uh, a kind of local level and then a national event, usually at least once or twice a year. Um, a, a majority of our members will need to get a site classification to participate in these events. Um, these classifications are something that BBS um, provide as part of the membership. And it basically registers your sites so that you can play on, a, on an equal playing field as possible um, with, with other competitors as well. Uh, Find a Guide is a, another amazing database that we have developed in partnership with England Athletics. So it's an online tool or database that basically, I guess it's like a dating service, but to, to find a local volunteer guide runner. So you can go onto the Find a Guide database, um, type in your postcode or your town, and it will bring up a list of all the registered, licensed and trained guide runners that are in your area. Um, it's something that we developed with England Athletics a number of years ago now. Um, all the guides that are registered on the database have undertaken a sight loss and guide running awareness course. I think they deliver at least 10 of those across the year, um, every year as well. And we've got a large number of volunteer guides registered on that database. There's just under 2,000 guides that have been trained in total and are on there. So you shouldn't have to go too far to find your local guide runner. A lot of these guide runners are willing to travel up to 20 miles to come and meet you 
um, and get involved in in running and they can also help kind of find local running routes for you as well or or come along to your local park run or help you train for the London Marathon if that's something that you foolishly want to achieve so um, yeah do take a look at that database and um, if you're interested in getting involved in running you don't have to be an experienced runner um, they'll work with anyone of any ability and, and, and help you get out and, and go running in your local area. A BBS Activity Finder um, launched in January 2020, right before COVID struck and all the activities were no longer running. Um, but it, it's a great database. Again, it's an online database that's on our website um, and it's, it lists all the VI inclusive sports clubs and activities that we're, that we're aware of at British Blind Sports. So clubs can self-register um, to go on the activity finder. We've got over 40 different sports and activities represented across that activity finder. So a, a real big variety of, of sports and activities to get involved with. Um, over 900 activities have been logged. So 900 clubs have registered on that finder to date nationwide. Um, and geographically, really, really well spread as well. So um, predominantly UK-based activities, this activity finder is nationwide, and we would like to try and populate it further in Scotland, Northern Ireland and Wales. Um, our kind of key issue, I guess, or, or our, our potential barrier is that we encourage clubs to self-register um, and then put themselves onto the database. So this list of clubs that we have on our activity finder might not be an exhaustive list. There might be other sessions that are that are available that we're not yet aware of. So again, if 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 you guys are already in a local club or an activity or attend a, a gym that's inclusive, please do share the word about our BBS activity finder because we'd love to make sure that this is truly reflective of what is actually available um, across the UK for for people to get involved in. Um, I hate to, to use the C word. I don't like talking about COVID, especially as we're coming out of it. Um, but I think COVID, as we all know, has had a massive impact on uh, a variety of things that, we're, that we've been involved with previously. Um, it's had a huge impact on sport and physical activity. And I just wanted to kind of reiterate that and talk through how, you know, people collectively have struggled with COVID and have struggled to get into their sports or continue their sports or activities or even start thinking about sport or activity as a result of COVID-19. So um, direct impacts of that, we, we saw a 17% increase in sedentary hours spent per day. So that's hours sat on the sofa, um, lying in bed, feeling sorry for yourself, not getting out and about. Um, we saw a 53% drop in sports participation. I mean, that's not necessarily an alarming figure, seeing as um, Boris stopped all sports clubs and gyms and you couldn't go out and take part in anything. So quite natural to see that drop. Um, findings have told us that there's a 49% um, kind of decrease in blind and partially sighted people's emotional well-being. So um, kind of their mental well-being was impacted as a result of COVID-19. Just over 30% of blind and partially, partially sighted people have said that they had struggled to access information that they needed throughout the pandemic. So even information about sessions, albeit whether they're online or sessions that were continuing, outdoor activities, people weren't just getting that information anymore. Um, they weren't using their, their usual channels. 
their organisations maybe weren't operating or were in furlough and they were struggling to get that information. 54% um, of people had said that they felt a loss of independence as a result of the pandemic. Um, we did see an increase in online exercise. Again, probably not surprising, seeing as we weren't allowed to leave our house. A 30% increase in online exercise. However, only 18% of um, blind and partially sighted people that had taken part in this exercise had considered it to be um, VI friendly, so inclusive to those with, with impairments. Um, I would like to say that my, my data and my sources here are reliable. We got these, um, this data from research conducted by both the RNIB and um, Angela Ruskin University um, that did this survey just off the back of the first lockdown in 2020. So what did BBS do uh, to try and impact this? We were a little bit scared as a charity when lockdown first happened. Were we going to be able to still operate with all of our sports coming to our halt? We weren't able to deliver our events. We went into a bit of a panic mode for a very short period of time and then kind of had the moment of being like, okay, we can't do what we usually do, but we know that blind and partially sighted people and everyone is stuck at home and needs to get out and needs to do activity more than ever. So that kind of increase in isolation was massive. We wanted to see how we could still bring people together and connect with people, albeit through different means. So lo and behold, came our Active at Home program. Um, it's an online program set up off the back of um, the first lockdown. Um, and it was a, a project that aims to keep both our members and our service users active whilst they were in the comfort of their own homes. So we partnered with a number of um, inclusive uh, trainers and organisations to develop home workout programs so partnered with um, Able to Be who provided some boxercise sessions um, inclusive fitness training that did some hit sessions Synergy Dance who did both dance and yoga sessions um, the Lakeside Fitness Studio who provided um, kind of strength and tone programs and weightlifting um, home weightlifting and um, kind of body workout exercises and then um, FJB Pilates for some Pilates sessions as well so what we did is we we kind of kick-started a live workout at the beginning of each month and offered a different exercise class each night of the week that kick-started at 6 p.m so hopefully allow people time to get back from work or finish off what they were doing and, and join in our program um each instructor also provided a, a pre-recorded video um so that if you attended the live session or if you weren't able to um you could continue to take part in the session and tune in through YouTube and, and, and deliver that session and, and get involved in that in, in your own time. And then there was also challenges set by our active at home um, trainers as well. So they, they set each challenge at the end of each month, which is meant to allow you to kind of see your progress and your development throughout the year. Um, the programme was really successful. Um, we engaged with people that we wouldn't usually engage with through our usual activities and events. So even post-COVID, we want to continue to do this. So we're still doing it now, albeit delivering it slightly differently, but we still have a mix of both live workouts and pre-recorded workouts. We're still offering this monthly and we're still encouraging anyone and everyone to, to get involved in those and a really inclusive program and variety of sessions that are happening each month. So we've got a, a Facebook group, um, BBS Active at Home, dedicated to this. Um, we also have a, a newsletter that you can sign up to to get information about the sessions and the zoom links and how you can join in on those as well and 
um, yeah, we've got quite a good attendance in those and, and hope to continue to grow on that. And even, you know, even when the world does go back to a new normal, um, it's still something that we want to offer to people that maybe are quite happy to stay in their home on an evening and, and just, you know, want to get, get active from their living rooms. And that's, that's me, 25 minutes in. I said that to you, Matt, didn't I? I said it would be 20, 25 minutes and I've, na I've nailed it. So, um, yeah, just, I guess, an opportunity now for any questions. Um, if you guys need any more information about this um, or anything that I've spoken about today or just any general questions that you've got about inclusive sport and physical activity, um, please get in touch. You can contact me. Um, my email is alex, that's A-L-E-X, at britishblindsport.org.uk. You can phone our head office and speak to myself or any one of our team on 01926 44247, or you can pop over to our website, which is www.britishblindsport.org.uk. And I will end it there and open the floor for any questions. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Alex, that was fantastic. Thank you ever so much. Um, so again, just for um, for those um, who have joined us from home, um, there's a couple of ways that you can ask questions. Um, you can either type them into the Q&A box. Um, so you can do that if you're on a Windows computer um, by using Alt and Y. Uh, sorry, no, that's wrong. If you want to leave the questions in the Q&A box, you can do so. Alternatively, if you'd like to raise your hand to ask Alex a question yourself, you can press the Alt and Y key on your keyboard. If you're on a Windows computer, Option and Y on a Mac, or just um, use the, um, the raise hand function, which um, is under um, reactions if you're on a tablet. Um, so just whilst people are tapping away their, uh, their questions, um, Alex, just, uh, just want to, to start us off with. So what, what kind of sports can people um, participate in? Um, is it literally anything or what can people do? Um, pretty much anything, to be honest with you. We've, like I said, on the activity finder, there's over 40 different sports and activities um, that are promoted. I mean, there are some sports that are maybe more predominantly um, offered for blind and partially sighted people than others. So the likes of, I mean, some key ones that we're aware of and we work really closely with on a regular basis we've got goalball um tennis football swimming athletics um we're doing a lot of work with rugby this year um and the next few years as well which is an upcoming sport i know blind baseball's uh, growing and developing sport um but yeah there's a there's a real variety of sports and bbs will work with any organizations or any deliverers that want to make their sport inclusive we will look at how they currently operate, what adaptations they may need, what the equipment considerations are. We'll try and support those organisations to make their sports activities inclusive, and then we will work with them to promote it and share the message and encourage people to get involved. That's fantastic. Um, so if people wanted to, I know you said you've been at the gym this evening, it makes me feel desperately unhealthy because um, anyway, I haven't been to the gym for a little while. Um, but what can people do to, um, or how can you support people to help their local gyms become a little bit more accessible to them? Yeah, definitely. And um, Matt, just to reiterate, I don't necessarily go to the gym to be healthy. I, I just love my food. 
So I have to go to the gym to make up for the, the vast amounts of food that I consume on a daily basis. So if that gives you any reassurance, it's not about me being healthy. It's just about <laughs> the, need, the need for the amount of calories I consume. Um, but yeah, gyms, it's, there's hundreds. There's hundreds of gyms. There's hundreds of different providers. Some providers we know of are inclusive and will welcome anyone and everyone to attend and some providers maybe are a little bit more resistance and um, their resistance is usually down to a few factors I would say one is probably the confidence of the staff members at the leisure centres and actually not knowing you know how easy it is to include people with impairments and disabilities in the sessions kind of kind of being a bit starstruck when when someone walks in and, and they don't know how to support that individual so um you know there's a there's a number of resources available bbs will will, will tackle kind of any inquiries that we get in um from individuals that have maybe had bad experiences from gyms we will try and work with that gym or support that individual to to kind of share the message about to the gym about how easy it is to adapt adapt your facility um, there are toolkits available. So I know that um, Metro, Blind Sport, TPT and UK Coaching have just recently in the last two weeks um, launched an online toolkit aimed at leisure centres and gyms around, you know, considerations to how to make your facility quite inclusive just from the nicks of, you know, making awareness of your local transport links, um, communication, so how you, how you promote in your gym. Um, how you welcoming people at reception, um, you know, how, how do you orientate an individual around the gym, how do you guide them, um, so there's a number of organisations that are here to support you, so, you know, if you do have a local gym um, that you maybe are already attending and you, you're not sure that they are supporting you as much as they could, then, then get in touch with British Fine Sport, um, you know, take a look at those resources online, um, or if you're, you know, you're you're wanting to start a local gym, but you're not sure um, if they're inclusive, if you're going to have a positive experience, again, um, that's what that's what BBS is here to do. We can help you. We can help make those introductions. We can reach out to that gym, and make them aware of all the resources that are available, and support them to to make their environment as inclusive and accessible as possible. That's awesome. Thank you for that. Um, okay, so we have a hand up. So um, we have a question from uh, or a hand up from Arissa. So I'm just going to uh, Arissa, if you can unmute yourself, um, then you're able to ask your question directly. So where we see if the technology works. I think the key button is it is it Alt plus A or something, Matt, to, to if you've got a keyboard. Yes, yeah. try yeah, Alt and A. Um, so Rissa, I don't know if uh, if you 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 still still seem to be muted. Um, if not, you can pop a question in the Q and A box. Um, but I'll leave you able to talk if you're able to unmute yourself unfortunately i can't do it from here um so we have had another question through um alex what activities can people do at home if they don't feel confident in going out to sports clubs and things 
Uh, yeah, so um, as I mentioned um, in a presentation, we've got our British Spine Sport Active at Home programme. Um, so we've got a, um, a Facebook group. What I'll do is I'll actually link that in the chat now if I if I am quick enough to do it. Um, we can so, share that afterwards for you. So oh, we brilliant. Can do that. Oh, perfect. Yeah, so we'll get Matt to share that. We've got our Active at Home programme. So um, we're, we're offering a variety of activities. Um, like I said, HIT, which is it's like an in, a high intensity interval training class. So you kind of do like 30, 40 seconds of work with 20, 30 seconds rest, and you do a number of exercises. These deliverers are fully inclusive. Um, they they give great audio description. Uh, we've got Pilates, yoga, um, legs, bums, and tums, um, dance sessions, strength and tone sessions through the Active at Home program. Um, we do, like I said, the, we do Zoom classes um, on the first um, week of every month. And then we've also got a YouTube platform as well. And our YouTube page has hundreds of, of activities that you can tune into. So you can um, open them up on your, your phone, your tablet, your laptop, whatever device that you've got to, to take part in those. Um, and, you know, other organisations are doing similar things. So there's a there's a a toolkit called the Parasport Finder. Um, it's similar to the Activity Finder, so it's a database where you can find local sports and activities, but they've also got a, a digital platform there as well, so inclusive um, digital activities that you can take part in. So they've got a range of uh, sports providers that have done sessions from home, loads of inclusive fitness instructors as well. So um, yeah, that's the it's called the Parasport Finder, and you can find that on Google as well. Um, so just going to try again with um, Erissa. Um, just ask you to unmute. The technology is a wonderful thing. When uh, there we go, Erissa, <laughs> are you there? Oh, well, I think it's me, Matt. I think it it's is. my. It is. It's my. Uh, Alex already asked, answered my question. Actually, perfect. Ah, it, oh, it's it my subconscious. I must it was, have known. Yeah, <laughs> it was about um, advocacy when organisations are really, you know, not supportive at all. So I think um, at the moment it doesn't apply because my my swimming pool is closed for refurb. And the only way I can get to swim is if I book a lesson, um, which I can only get to once or twice a week, because I'm really quite frightened of swimming in a lane with general public. Mm. And they, they don't seem to acknowledge or recognise at my swimming pool that I've hardly got any sight. And I'm a good swimmer. You know, I can do about a thousand metres in an hour, so I can go fast. So there's potential there for injury if I collide with other people yeah yeah that that is not the first inquiry that we've had from us from a swimming pool situation either Arissa so um I would like to say thankfully I can help you but it's kind of unfortunate that we we deal with these kind of um these kind of situations quite regularly yeah um and also it's the fact that like if you're having to have a lesson at what expense is that? Because well, I've know. been 
I've been paying a gym membership, £34 a month, and I pay two lots of £26 a month for two swimming lessons. But other people in the class, they pay for one swimming lesson and they can get unlimited um, public swims. But I just don't feel confident enough to go to a public swim. Yeah, I mean... more sheltered in the class. Yeah, I, Arisa, if it, I would like to try and support you with this one a little bit more. If you can, um, I know I, I've had my, my um, I, I've got my email up on there as well. Hopefully Matt can kind of reach, reach out and, and share that with you. But um, I would quite like to just um, reach out to the pool. We've done something similar before where they've offered like an exclusive lane for you to swim in. Um, or they just change the way that the lane works. So obviously, usually when you have like lane swimming and the public swimming, you've got it like a clockwise system or an anti-clockwise system. So everyone's in the lane. But I know a few that when they've had a visually impaired person come along to session, they've had, you know, one lane for going up one way and the other for coming back, just so that again, you've not got that risk of collision. Um, but I'd be really happy to speak to the swimming pool on your behalf. And I mean, if you're swimming a thousand meters a time, it doesn't sound like you really need a lesson. Um, no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> but yeah. So, so yeah, the, we we we've got a number of people that we yeah. We... The, the problem the problem is the pool is shut at the moment, so I have to travel to another one, and I'm only prepared to go there once a week anyway. So, this is really going to be when the pool reopens. So, um, you know, we, we're looking maybe the end of the year. But I'll oh, probably God, get quite a while then. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm just getting one swim a week in at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Well, when you're in a position that you want to kind of tackle this, come come to me and I, and um we'll see what we can what we can do together. I can kind of get information about the pool and and, and give. And oh, thank you, thank you so much, Alex. That's lovely. Not a problem. Marissa, thank you for that. That's fantastic. <laughs> thank you, Matt. Brilliant. Um, so um, I've got no other questions coming up in the box. Um, so please do tap away. We've still got Alex for um, for a little while longer yet. Um, or again, um, raise your hand to to ask. Um, what what sports have you got involved in, then, Matt? What have you tried your hand at? You can't you can't ask me that kind of a question, Alex, because it's you know you could get the really wrong answer on that one. Well, we um, were going to climb a mountain a couple of years ago, weren't we? Pre-COVID. I think that was the last time you and I saw each other, which was Site Village Kensington in twenty nineteen. Yeah. Um, and yes, we were planning to climb Kilimanjaro, uh, but then COVID came along, so we couldn't do it. Um, that may well still be on the cards. Now this I mean, is I've been getting domain. my yeah, I've been getting my daily steps in. So yeah. I've been doing my walking mat, and if you still need a guide, I'm I'm here yeah. for Kilimanjaro. I, Excellent. See, look, you're. You, you've again now said that it will be in the public domain and this will be posted on YouTube. So um, you've kind of landed me in it as well. Um, I think I, I have the same kind of issues as a number of people. So my local gym isn't particularly accessible. Um, and it's one of those really, it's located in a really frustrating place. So you can get there in two minutes if you're in a car. Um, but for me to walk there, um, it's a good... 25 minutes um and then 
kind of having to come back and it's up a hill which is practically in fact i don't think kilimanjaro is as steep as the hill i have to climb back up so after doing the leg session it can be um can be quite interesting it's a good warm up um, and cool down though by the sounds it, of it it is <laughs> but i am about to move house and there is a gym at the end of the road so i do enjoy the gym i do enjoy resistance training um and things um but we got a, we got a puppy during lockdown as well so um there's lots of walks with puppies so um it's slow but steady um and I mean, my other big passion is kind of motorsports and I can't really do that myself because um, I can't see where I'm going, um, which is a bit of a problem when you're trying to go on a track. Um, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not a massive sporty person as, as a lot of people know. Um, so I know Mark, my colleagues on here as well. He likes doing lots of uh, challenges and things, um, but uh, I am looking forward to being able to get back into the gym again um, you know, when people aren't coughing and spluttering and giving germs everywhere so it's yeah. um it's, it's a bit of an interesting one that yeah definitely and um yeah gyms is a big one it's a big one on bbs's agenda for the next year um obviously something that tpt are also working with and it's something that we're going to tackle as part of our partnership project with the rnib so we launched a project this year called sea sport differently it's going to be a, a big project we're aiming to try and get uh, engage with 30,000 people across the three years to get them more active um, and gyms and leisure centres is, is, is one of the functional areas of that work. Um, how we're going to do this is a, is a good question. Um, working in partnership with some big bodies like um, UK Active and SIMSPA, um, trying to make sure that kind of the professional standards are aligned and inclusive and that UK Active have got a great database of um, list of leisure centres as well so if we can kind of work with and impact those big bodies and those overarching organisations and and they're the kind of accrediting organisations for the leisure centres and the gyms and we can impact you know their campaigns their initiatives their guidelines that they set out hopefully we'll see more gyms um you know doing more to make their, their, their facilities um accessible um we're also we've we've been in conversation with with guide dogs for a, a, a long time now around the my guide database because I know that's around um, a voluntary network and about um, you know connecting people up with a with someone that can come and guide them to their local appointments or to the shop yeah. and things like that and we're we we're trying to look at maybe a way of of integrating that or, or doing something along the similar lines for sport as well so connecting up people again like our England Athletics Finder Guide database how we could link that up to make it something that's on offer across a number of recreational sports so you know getting to local swimming pool or getting on a bike ride or going for a walk or getting to the gym like we want to be able to to, to, to widen that database and make it um kind of bigger and wider for more sports and more more recreational activities as well so it's not an easy job and it's going to take some time but it it's very much on our agenda and hopefully we can we can do more to to, to support leisure centers to be inclusive fab and are you guys involved with um you know what's coming up with the commonwealth games next year um yeah we've we've this been year. involved it's this year isn't yeah, it this year it's, yeah wow it's summer of 2022 um, so obviously that's in Birmingham. Um, our Ibsa World Games is in Birmingham. So it's a, known as a very inclusive city at the moment. We've been um, working with the, with the Commonwealth around their kind of disability 
um, their and their power their power sport kind of offer as well. So looking at accessible venues, sporting venues, broadcasting, um, you know how we're gonna how we're gonna broadcast these things and and the media outlets that are used, making sure that they're inclusive, um, audio described and everything like that. So we've been doing a lot of work around around that, and we're hoping that that's gonna really set the bar and 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 set the standards so that when we host the World Games in 2023. It's, it's a city that we can really cel celebrate as being an inclusive city for sport, um, particularly for blind and partially sighted people as well. Awesome. Right, we've had a question in the box. We've had another question. So Matthew has said, um, and I agree with this one, so going into the weights area of a gym can be intimidating um, at the best of times, um, especially if you're visually impaired. So. Any suggestions on how a partially sighted, visually impaired person can feel more confident going into the weights area? So would a t-shirt saying visually impaired on it um, help? I think that's down to the individual. And if you're if you feel that that's something that you want to do, because you know, sometimes by highlighting to other people that you have an impairment, um, that will make them more aware and potentially um they might support you further. They might be mindful of getting too close to you, you know, picking up and dropping weights right next to you or um, just coming over and taking your weights. Like hopefully that would that would enable people to be a little bit more mindful. But actually, it's not about highlighting your differences or your impairments as well. And if you don't want to do that, then, you know, you shouldn't have to wear a T-shirt to signify that. So I would suggest um, and actually just to say as, as well, Matt, it's not. Um, it's not just blind and partially sighted people that are intimidated by going to the weights area. I think that's um, it's quite a wide fear, particularly those women as well. I know that have that, that those anxieties, and I think it's it's to do with confidence. I think don't be afraid to go into those free week weights area and start with the small weights and build yourself up. Speak to the gyms as well, or speak to any staff that are there. I know that um, you know personal trainers are, are there to help, and they will help as best they can. Obviously, they might not feel as confident to support someone with an impairment or know necessarily how to communicate and speak to them. But I think being that person that's quite open and just saying, look, you know, I can help you with, with you know, how you can best communicate with me. If you can help me with, you know, picking up these weights and telling me what I should and shouldn't do. So, um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's all down to personal, um, personal confidence. But I think just to say, don't be afraid, everyone everyone has those anxieties and I think as soon as you first make that move and step in uh, again I know when I started going to the gym I was really nervous about that worrying about people looking at me and watching me and thinking I'm not doing it right but I mean I go to a big a big gym with uh, it's a big like bodybuilders gym and there's loads of massive people in there and I get really scared when I go in there because it's just a little of me but actually more often than not they're, they're really friendly and they're really encouraging and they're there to support everyone and it's an environment where you know, everyone should feel welcomed and encouraged no matter what your ability is that you can you can attend and, you know, you can have a, a workout no matter kind of at what weight or what standard you're at. Fabulous. Uh, and Matthew says, great, thank you for your suggestions. So yes, thank you very much for that. Um, what about tandem cycles? Do you oh. guys get involved with tandem riding? Um, yeah, we have done in the past. We did a, a project in Nottingham. Well, this is going back like the first or second year that I started at BBS. Um, we really we've been trying to work with um, with British Cycling for a number of years to look at how we can offer this more nationally. 
Um, I think the biggest barrier with this one is probably the equipment and to um, getting your pilots as well. So there's a Facebook group called the Tandem and Pilot Stoker Networking Service, I think it's called, um, or Matching Service. It's a big Facebook group and there's loads of people on there that are uh, trained um, pilots so you can you can find a pilot to go out on a tandem with you there are a number of um, hubs that like inclusive cycling hubs that have a handful of tandems on them and BBS actually got a handful of tandems this year I think we had about eight or nine tandems that we distributed to a number of locations so we tried to make sure they were geographically spread and we um, gave some to site loss associations a couple to like um Sports clubs, for example, Langshire Lions is a big VI sports club, so they had a couple of tandems off us. I think there was a couple that went down to Metro in London as well. So um, we do get involved in um, tandem cycling. We do promote the sport and we will do our best to try and help you get involved in the sport. So even if it's finding a tandem or finding um, a pilot to go out with you on, on, a, on a tandem if you've got one, um, we know of a number of networks and resources and we can help connect you into that as well. That's fantastic. Um, Alex, uh, we've got another questions in the box. So I'm literally going to give um, just a last minute for anybody who wants to pop any questions in. Um, can you just remind us of how we can make contact with you if, um, if we've got any other questions? Uh, we will put this in the follow-up email that, go, that will go out um, over the next couple of days as well. Brilliant. Yeah, of course. So, um, yeah, we've got a website. Um, there's loads of information on that website. Um, our website's www.britishblindsport.org.uk. Um, we've got a contact number. So our, our, our head office number is 01926 424247. Um, we're a small team. There's about 10 of us. And we, we man the phones between us. So if you're not hearing my voice, it'll be one of our other lovely colleagues that you can speak to. Um, or you can drop us an email. Um, We've got uh, like an info at email, so it's info at britishblindsport.org.uk. Um, but I'm also happy to share my email. I'm, I'm happy to kind of um, help with any inquiries that you guys have. And if you want to contact me direct, my email is alex at alex at britishblindsport.org.uk. Excellent. Uh, so we have had another question come through. Um, how can we get vision impaired children involved in more sports? Oh, good question. Um, I would like to follow that up with a question around the age range of the children. So we've got a number of projects that are dependent on age range. Um, but what I'll do is I'll just quickly touch upon um, our main ones. So our first steps project is for children aged between um, three to 11. And I think we've, we've just done some research quite recently that's come out to um, basically compare so motor competency principles, which is your basic movement skills um, of children in comparison to their sighted peers. Um, and there are some differences that lie there. So um, it's noted that um, visually impaired children and young people, um, their development rates are a lot slower than their sighted peers. There's probably a number of factors within, within that. Um, I know that people are not necessarily having the greatest experience of PE within school, especially in a mainstream school. Um, so BBS launched the first steps project to try and tackle that. And it's a, it's a pack. Inside the pack, we've got an audible ball called Jangles. It's got a name, um, an activity booklet that comes um, with the pack. And inside that activity booklet is a bit of a journey that the, the child can go on with Jangles. So 
doing different skills and drills with the ball um, and they, they follow this kind of journey and they map out their progress so they, they the child can see kind of where they started and where they got to as well and um, that book that's audio described um, we've got an officer uh, a first steps officer called Jane who supports the child and the family understands any potential barriers that they're having at, at home or in school and we'll work with them to try and overcome those as well um, and then also signposting their children to local sports clubs as well so whilst we haven't necessarily tackled the issue in the schools it's something that we're trying to, to, to work with but you know looking at how we can support them outside of that school environment hopefully bringing jangles into the school hopefully raising awareness of the school of the accessible equipment that's available and the different activities you can do Activity Alliance, who I mentioned at the start of this call, have just released a, um, a pack of resources for inclusive sport. So um, they are inclusive sport in PE. So they're like resource cards aimed at um, primary and secondary schools with the kind of key core curriculum sports within it and different basic information on how you can adapt that sport to make it inclusive for different disabilities. And um, there's, a, there's a section of in that that's around visual impairment as well so um again um if if you're having a specific um problem again please get in touch with bbs because if we can't help we we know that we know the experts that can excellent alex thank you very much uh right we've got no other questions that have come through um so i it's been great to catch up you know we haven't seen each other for a little while um and i very much hope to uh to see you at um site religious as we go through through the year that's normally where we catch up yes. um, so i'd just like to extend the thanks from um from the people who have watched live this evening and who have um obviously watched on youtube going forwards um so as i say we will this has been recorded so we will be sharing this um recording over the next few days so people can re-watch it if they wish to do so um and just bear in mind that not only um is British Spine Sport, uh, a charity, Wrestling UK are as well. Um, so there are a number of ways that you can support our charities. So with British Spine Sports and actually participating um, in some of those sports. Um, but with Wrestling UK on the theme of sports, there are loads of things you can do. If you want to get out there and get active, um, you can contact our fundraising team um, to help with some of our funds. Um, we have places for things like the London Marathon, the Great North Run, Ride London, um, take a look on our website. So it's retinauk.org.uk forward slash 2020 and you'll find out all that kind of information. And again, have a look on British Blind Sports website as well to see how you can um, you can really get involved in some of these things. Um, so as I said, we will be sending out an email over the next couple of days um, so you can re-watch this um, and then also be a feedback form on there as well. Very, very short feedback form because we really, really do um, value your feedback and it gives us a good idea as to make sure we're going in the right direction um, and to give us some ideas on other things that you may want to see in the future. Um, so once again, Alex, thank you so much. Um, it's been a fantastic catch up and I look forward to seeing you soon. And to everybody else, thank you very much and goodbye. Thanks, everyone.